Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? That one world currency that's coming is here. It's here. The, the structure has already been released. You know, if you st- go study this out again in July, they got a bunch of things set up even in the American banking system to do instant transactions with this new form of digital currency. And it's going to be around the world. Instant transactions and every bank will be linked. And we know what they're planning to do. They're going to link it to your social credit score. If you're a good citizen or not, comrade, that's what's going to determine whether or not you're able to spend your money. Well, guess what? It's going to be attached eventually in the tribulation period to this image. And no man will be able to buy or sell unless they have the mark of the beast, unless you comply, unless you bow down to this image that's going to be raised up. And if we see these things forming now, it's not to scare you. It's to challenge you. Seek God like never before. We're living in very interesting days. But here, this image, if they don't bow to it, Nebuchadnezzar says he's going to burn them, to burn them up. And we know during the tribulation, the same thing is going to happen. During the tribulation, the tribulation saints, those who refuse, which, by the way, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're a picture and a type of the tribulation saints, and we'll look at more of that. But if, if you do not bow to the image, you too will be killed. You'll be destroyed. And here, Nebuchadnezzar, that was his decree. And so we read in verse 7, So at that time when all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, flute, harp, and lyre, and symphony with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But what we don't read here is that it's actually not everybody who fell down and worshipped. We're going to find out there is at least three people, three young men who didn't fall down and worship. Verse 12, Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Verse 12, there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Speaking of set up, <laughs> doesn't this sound like a set up? Remember the Chaldeans, this, is, this isn't talking about their nationality. These Chaldeans were the keepers of tradition. They were the ones who were kept tradition of Chaldea. They knew the stories of Babylon. And so they don't like these new guys coming in. King, you set these young guys over us in the province of Babylon. They're looking for any reason they can to tear them down. That's obviously what's going on here. And so what do they do? They go in and they tell the king, um, they're not doing what you said to do. 
They go and they snitch on him, right? Remember the old saying, snitches get stitches? <laughs> well, I worked in the prisons for 14 years, so pardon me, some of, my, some of my, my lingo and my slang. But at the end of this, we'll see, that's what the king warns too, a future reference, that uh, snitches are going to get stitches because they're going to get cut to pieces. But we'll look at that later. But we know Daniel also didn't bow to this image. We know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't bow to this image, but we also know Daniel didn't. Now, just practically... People argue over this. Theologians argue over this. Why isn't Daniel pictured here? How come he isn't there? Well, number one, they were assigned to do two different areas. Remember, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were promoted to rule over the province of Babylon. They were out in the metropolitan area, so to speak, ruling. Daniel, on the other hand, was promoted within the palace of the king. They were serving in two total different locations. So that's a practical understanding. But later today, I will show you why I believe and many others believe Daniel is not present. It's a beautiful thing. But we see here these jealous men, and they're just looking to take down these, other, these younger men any way they can. And so they go and tell on them. And we shouldn't be surprised by King Nebuchadnezzar's response, should we? Look at verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the, at the time, to, you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music. A little repetitive, huh? And you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you should be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who would deliver you from my hands? Oh, wow. You know, in those days, a furnace it was often used for smelting, for creating weapons, things like that. But Nebuchadnezzar was known for using it for punishment. It was one of his favorite things to do, was just burn people up. But we see here that the king gets angry as usual. And I've talked about this. This is what prideful men do. Have you been around, or maybe you've suffered with pride? I know I have. But prideful men who are truly stuck in their pridefulness, what happens when people won't do what they want? They get angry. They get very angry when people don't meet their expectations. You know, pride's the root of every sin. Go test it out. Pride is the first sin ever recorded. In his pride, Satan said, I will raise my throne to that of God. Pride is utter selfishness, my way over anyone else. And the opposite of pride is love, denying myself for others. But prideful men will often want to control people. Prideful men get angry, and they get angrier when people won't do what they want. Now, to his credit, at least he questions them. He says, if this is true, <laughs> if this is true what those narcs said, you know, those guys who snitched on you, if it's true, just change your mind. He's, you can almost tell he's, he's wanting them to change their mind. But if you don't, he warns them, I'm going to throw you into that fiery furnace. I have no choice. And then he challenges them in this prideful way. This is the part that gets me. And who is the God who would deliver you from my hands? This is the same Nebuchadnezzar who praised Daniel's God, who said, only God could have revealed what you did the impossible, remember? No one, no one on earth could know the dream of the king. But God revealed it to Daniel. And so the king should have known better. And remember, he's the same one who said, hey, he bowed down to Daniel instead of bowing down to God, though, remember? He gave Daniel all these rewards, essentially giving Daniel the credit. But he called it Daniel's God as well. Your God, Daniel. Again, it hadn't become the king's God. And yet prideful men 
we often don't learn lessons easily, do we? Next week's going to be about King Nebuchadnezzar's very hard lesson. And that's a warning for all of us who hold on to our pride. If you hold on to your pride and you refuse to change, even as a believer, God loves you enough to change you. King Nebuchadnezzar had an appointment in heaven, and God loved him enough that we're going to see he turns him into a beast for seven years. It's no joke. Pride is no joke in the heart of a Christian, in the heart of a believer. God will break you. He will. He will break me. Don't hold on to your pride. Simply give it over to the Lord. But this prideful man, he's not going to learn this lesson very well. Look at verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Verse 17. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But, verse 18, if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Isn't this just awesome? Don't you want to have that kind of faith? Well, be careful what you ask for. (laughs) Times are changing, folks. And again, I'm not here to, to make you fearful because we are in the Lord. But as you see persecution starting to rise minimally here in the United States, understand it could get much worse before it ever gets better. And it's only going to get better despite what some of these denominations tell you. We're not going to usher in the kingdom. The kingdom is going to come with our king. And we're going to return with him. Things aren't going to get better before he returns. Things are not going to get better. Birth pangs are birth pangs. And if they've started, they only get worse and closer together. And as one who teaches the word, I have a responsibility. Not only what I teach will I be judged with a higher standard of judgment, but also what I don't teach. And how many pastors refuse to talk about this because it makes people uncomfortable or because they might lose some people or some followers on YouTube? So be it. The thing that I have on my heart is church, get ready. Because during these times, we can shine bright. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego should be our example They shine bright, not literally either, in the fiery furnace. They stood for the Lord, and he's going to stand for them. And you and I may be seeing times coming where we have to stand. Make up your mind now. I challenge you. I warn you. I love you. Make up your mind now and be ready to stand. Don't compromise. But I love these guys. Their boldness. And it's not arrogance. They're trusting in the Lord. They didn't value their own lives. They had full faith and confidence in their king that no matter what came, he was going to be there for them. Whether that meant they were going to get burned up or not, they knew they had a better home. Remember Paul, what he said, to live as uh, Christ, to die as gain. Pastor John Corson used to talk about this. He said, if, I, if we knew how good heaven was, God shields us from that because if we knew how good it was, we'd be lining up. You know what I mean? We, we would be lining up. Throw me in the furnace next, <laughs> please. But because of this, they were bold in the face of death. They stood for their king. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website.
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.